Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25 because when you do that, you save 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Michaela Perkins. And joining us for this one, a very special guest to preview the Colorado Rockies versus St. Louis Cardinals series and maybe, I don't know, dive into a recent trade that was made between these two teams from The Athletic. We are very excited, humbled, and honored to be joined by Katie Wu. Hey, guys. So nice to be talking with you both about a like totally normal and no possible storylines series. Yeah. Should be no drama, no drama to be had here. Uh, and as much as we prefer to refer to him around these parts as Josh Fuentes' cousin, because we do understand there's a been a family relation there. Uh, we, of course, we've got to start with the Nolan stuff. There's there's no other place to start, Katie. What can you tell us just about your, you know, following of that story as it unfolded, uh, your reactions and, and the reactions that you observed as this trade that I think shocked most people ended up going down? Absolutely. And you know, it's kind of funny because when this the Arenado trade happened, I wasn't covering the Cardinals. I had the job application I don't think had even opened. I was in the Bay Area doing Giants and A's coverage. So I got the I think I was watching the Warriors game or something. And the the notification pops up and I was like, Oh, that's that's cool for baseball. You know, that's a strange trade. The more I, I like, you know, had most of the emotions of like what is going on. Um, but I was like, hey, good for the Cardinals. That that's cool. And and maybe no one will will get a chance to to win something there. And then about a month later, I, I found out I was going to take the Cardinals beat writing job, and I was doing some fair minimum notes. You know, I hadn't really had much experience at NL Central, and I was like going position through position on who who were like the big Cardinals guys. I got to third base, and I was like third base. Who plays third base? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no, we're not a place third base. So um yeah, definitely I think probably one of the craziest trades of the offseason. It I, I also don't know if he could have ended up in a better place, and I'm sure we can dive into that too. Uh, but I, I was just as shocked as the rest of the baseball world and then was shocked again when I realized that this is gonna be a, a key factor in the team that I was covering. It's uh yeah, it's a pretty wild situation to to walk right into, right? Uh, to to get a sense of that. What what has been the your sort of immediate sense of uh, again the, the I guess the the reactions there, whether it be other media people that you've talked to or, or some of the teammates, and just seeing uh, you know what that early impact has been. You know, I, I didn't get this, uh, a spring training to kind of see the the implications of him coming in and how he fits into the clubhouse. But just from what I've seen, and this is just from Zooms alone and from being able to watch these games in person most of the time, he's fit right in. He's a clubhouse leader. Um, he has the respect of everybody. And, you know, there's a lot of guys on the Cardinals team that have a lot of status. You know, Yadier Molina, Adam Wainwright, Matt Carpenter, Paul Goldschmidt. Nolan is right there. He's right in that group of guys that, you know, you don't want to mess with. And my first taste of how he fit in on that club came in the second game of the season when the Cardinals and the Reds got into a little bit of a scuffle. And Nolan is like the second or third person out of the dugout. And he's right in uh, Nick Castellanos' face. And I was like, you know, he's played 
12 innings with this team, like, <laughs> but he's riding for them. So, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't go unnoticed. And you guys know what kind of competitor Nolan is and what kind of, of player he is, what kind of teammate he is. You guys know that just as much as Cardinals fans are finding it out. So it hasn't really been a surprise to anybody. It certainly has been a joy to cover uh, just from an objective standpoint. He does something insane defensively every game. And, you know, I don't even think his offensive production is bad by any means. It's just not the, like, five-tool power guy that everyone's expecting. So I think there's still a lot of, of hope and, and reason that he's going to be a, a key part in, in the Cardinals' playoff chase. And But one thing I haven't really adjusted to is anytime something goes wrong, like a very minor error or, you know, a couple of walks, inevitably someone tweets at me, this is why no one's going to opt out of this contract. And so the, it's very clear that they don't want uh, him to go anywhere. It could be the <laughs> smallest thing, and they're like, oh, my gosh, he's opting out. Uh, it's, it's kind of funny, but also, like – Guys, it's May. It's like May 7th. So it'd be fair be okay. to say that Cardinals fans have pretty much fallen in love with Nolan already, and they're very much concerned about his status as a as a team member in the future. Yes, absolutely. They they don't want him to go anywhere else. Uh, I think his, his uh, go-ahead home run on the home opener pretty much solidified the love for they had already. That was just like his I'm here moment, and they certainly hope he doesn't go anywhere else. Yes. Well, speaking of that, go ahead, home run. Um, <laughs> he made some interesting comments that I don't know if you kind of were aware of the waves that were made, Patrick, in our uh, in our chat here. Um, he kind of he kind of upset Rockies fans a little bit out here in Denver with that curtain call comment. Um, did you get a sense that he was trying to kind of chirp at Rockies fans, or was it just like a good natured? this is awesome type of moment. And I just want to like give a shout out to Cardinals fans. What was your kind of vibe on that whole situation? I didn't think there was any ill will. I think he was just so high on life. So high on the opportunity um, because it really was a, a storybook moment. And I know Rocky fans are probably listening and they probably want to like bang their heads against the wall. So I'm trying not to make this too painful for you guys. Um, I don't think there was any ill intent towards the fans of his old organization. I think he still very much appreciates what the, the Rockies fans and the support they've had. Of course, I can't speak for him. We'll probably find out a little bit more about that when he talks to the media today. But the the take I got from that was this was such a cool moment with my new team and a new place, another organization. He'd only been with the Rockies. you know. He'd never been to a different organization. And he comes into a market that is very suited for him. And it's passion, its ability to, to win championships and always somehow put together a good team. And he delivered on in a, in a moment that was meant for him. So I think it was just a, an appreciation of the fans where he said, you know what, I'm here to play for you. I respect it. I love it. And we can share this moment together. I don't think that it was meant to, to slight Rockies fans in, in any way. I think that's right. He yeah, just did. It's fine. It just, it just happened. It just happened anyway. No intent. But... Hey, you know, a lot of times in life, it's not always what you mean to do that ends up being what, uh, as we all know. And I think there was a little bit of that. I think you're 100% right. We, we talked about this, right, the, the, the day those comments came out, that I'm I'm sure he didn't think much of it. And, and I think that's part of what kind of irked Rockies fans, especially because we had people going and fight Katie. We had people like doing the unsolved mysteries, like finding the exact oh, yeah. dates and times of his curtain calls. Like he doesn't I saw. remember. <laughs> I saw it. It's like a messy breakup, right? You overthink everything <laughs> totally. and you go back and you, you have all the receipts and you're like, but I actually did do this. Um, so I, I feel it. But again, I didn't think there was any ill will there or any intentional slight of any means. Yeah, I, I, I think you're probably right about that. Uh, I will say this, though, I be, because I look more into a lot of the narratives and these kinds of things, and I've always believed that Nolan Ar Arenado is a super underrated baseball player, especially when it comes to being clutch 
he always seems to come through in those big clutch moments. Uh, and the, you know, you go and look at his high leverage on baseball reference. And it is again this year off the charts, even when he's not hitting well, it's like he excels in those moments. And so my take before the season was that he was going to win NL MVP for the first time because now he's playing for an organization that the voters can respect. And he's also more likely to win. And so while he hasn't been playing at an MVP level, I just need you to give me some reassurances that that's very much on the table. This Cardinals team is going to get their stuff together, that Nolan's going to win national league MVP this year. Can can you just tell me that for sure? So I can sleep easy tonight. I can't, I can't tell you for sure, but I mean, (laughs) It, it is not not in the cards, right? You know, it, I think Nolan's success will be really indicative to the Cardinals' success. It, those are two things that kind of go hand in hand. Um, so, you know, when he didn't even have a bad April, and people are still like, oh, he's underproducing, and it's pretty standard April, actually. It's just not Arnado status. So yeah. we'll see. Well, I, I wish I could confirm it for you now. I, I bet Cardinals fans wish I could too, but I don't, I don't want to promise something I can't bring. I will say, though, the one upside to Nolan going to a place like St. Louis is the fact that he will no longer get overlooked due to the unfortunate nature of Colorado being a small market team, you know, not getting a lot of coverage in terms of national media. So I'm just excited that finally Nolan will be getting the attention that he truly deserves as the generational talent that I believe he is. Because, you know, when you play for the Rockies, unfortunately, it's uh, easy to overlook overlook some of the talent that you bring to the baseball world. And I do feel like, um, you know, whether it was the Coors Field bias or whatever else it would have been, um, you know, people tried to discount Nolan for for being a Rocky and for, you know, unfortunately playing at Coors Field. And I don't think that's, yeah, he has no room to hide anymore as a member of the Cardinals. And so uh, for better or for worse, I'm hoping for better though, he'll get that attention that he truly deserves because I felt bad for the, for what he had to go through (laughs) with the media here in Colorado. I mean, I really do feel like, you know, his talent was so overlooked sometimes. So at least, at least that won't be the case anymore in, uh, in St. Louis. No, that, that's a great point. I mean, I, that's one thing why, why I think this market is so good for him and why the city of St. Louis is so good for him is because they care so much. I'm not saying that Rockies fans don't care by any means. Of course, every fan cares about their team. But this market is, is so suited because the Cardinals, they don't really tank, right? They don't really go out there and say, hey, we're not going to be competitive this season. And I think that is what has been the missing factor and maybe why we're, we saw kind of that that judgment that Arnado was kind of underrated. Um, now I feel like he he will get that that respect because we'll see it all the time, you know. Oh, Coors Field, he can't hit at Coors Field. Well, he's hitting just fine at Bush Stadium. He's hitting just fine at Lone Depot Park and in Miami, hitting just fine and and pretty much any stadium that they've been to so far. So I'm shocked, I tell you. You're right. <laughs> Who would have thought? Gosh, not like uh, he's a great baseball player, or anything, right? So. Uh, no, yeah, um, and, and it's really you know important for people to hear that uh, from you as well because they get sick and tired of hearing it from me. So, <laughs> uh, the, and then there's a great question before we move uh, into a few non. I mean, it's going to be around everything, but from our guy KJ in the in the comments here. Do we anticipate any, he says, shenanigans. Like, I'll say it for you, KJ. Any beanball stuff. And with Austin Gomber on the hill in game one, I don't think you can do that. If it was anybody else, I'd put it at like 50-50 odds, right? But you can't can't send Gomber out there to to bean him. I don't know. What do we think? Any chance? Maybe a relief pitcher gets him in the late innings? Do Do we think the Rockies were that miffed by it? Or is it just all smiles and handshakes and hugs and lollipops? 
Oh man, I don't think there's there. I hope certainly there's no bad blood or, or any unnecessary drama. I mean, I think this, this coincidence in, in baseball happens so much. Like, of course it's gone. We're starting tonight. Um, the only thing that could have made it more of a coincidence would be in Denver. Um, but no, I, I don't think so. But granted, you know, I don't know much about the Rockies organization. I can only come with a, from a Cardinal standpoint. Um, and I, I think no one is hoping again, I can't speak for him. Um, just, for this to be as as easy as possible, right? Because there's going to be a lot of emotion there on both sides and a, a lot of different emotions. So got to remember that these guys are human too. And yes, there's a competitive element, of course, but this is also an organization where he spent his entire career up until this offseason with. And whether or not he left on bad terms or whether or not that had anything to do with the front office, you know, there's still lots of relationships in that organization that he made. And he probably is still very close to this day. Well, speaking of our guy, Austin Gomber now, um, have you heard anything from Cardinals fans about, you know, what that relationship with Cardinals fans was like, you know, when Austin pitched for the team last year, you know, um, obviously you were not there in St. Louis when the trade went down, but um, is that a, a like piece that they're desperately missing? Um, do you know, you know, obviously the return package that we got for Nolan was uh, highly criticized here in, <laughs> here in Colorado. I think that's so. the nicest thing you've that ever That was really nice. Highly yeah. criticized. That was yeah. very, very very politically correct. <laughs> Are they missing uh, any of those guys? Yeah. Are they missing anybody? <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> she, she, um, she couldn't give us, she, she wanted to, you could see she wanted to give us that and just couldn't. I, I think it'll be cool. I mean, you'll, he'll see Gomber against Flaherty tonight too. Those are two guys that went through the, the prospect pipeline in St. Louis together. You know, there's another storyline there. Um, but I think Cardinals fans would give up like all of their limbs for Nolan Arenado. So the fact that they didn't have to do that is a win. Um, I, I highly criticize is the nicest way we could put that trade. Um, and I think the Cardinal side is, is quite happy with how that played out. <laughs> you don't yeah, I, uh, unfortunately listened into the press conference that the cards had after they acquired Nolan. And I think it was, I forget, I forget who said it, but it was one of your front office execs. And they were like, we had some names on the table that we like really didn't want to have on the table. And we managed to keep them completely out of negotiation. <laughs> nowhere near the like, table. They were for the fact that like their the names didn't even get brought up or requested. So, I mean, <laughs> and then, you know, three weeks into the season, the, the whole reason that trade happened is, is no longer a thing as you guys know. So, yeah, that was going to be uh, my other, and obviously this is probably a question for if we had you on tomorrow, but uh, it, it will be really interesting to see whatever Nolan's reactions are to the news that that what we all believe was his biggest problem here in Colorado is no longer here, and that you know it. We sort of feel like they maybe got that order mixed up, Katie. I, I don't know if you can understand the feeling here that maybe. Uh, so yeah, it, it'll be really curious to see what his response is, if any, to the fact that Breidich is out because that's got to be an odd feeling for him. Yeah, um, I, I have no idea how that's going to go. I am gonna. You know, hopefully this question doesn't fall on my hands, whatever media member asks. I mean, if no one asks, I'm going to have to. So, right. Um, whoever right. is going to ask the question, just shoot a little shoot a little shout out for them. They're going to need it. Um, it's just, you know, a lot to unpack there. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't even think Nolan is is into it. I think he really just wants to play baseball. Like he he just wants to go out there and play third base and, and hit doubles. So it, it's a tough situation all around. It'll be interesting to see what he says for sure. Scheduled to speak really in the next couple hours or so. So we'll find out shortly either way. 
we'll make sure to uh, give you a shout out on Twitter if it's you that has to get the uh, fall on the sword and right. ask that question. He's going to be like, who's this girl that's been here for like three weeks? I haven't seen her in person. Uh, she right. claims to be a reporter. Ask Don't even know if she's a real person, it, right? Well, like, like you said, it's a it's a question that does need to be asked. But you're right. We've we've also compared it many times to a messy breakup. And, uh, you know, with the like videos that came out or whatever and stuff like that, it's like, oh, he was sending pictures to his new girlfriend while he was still dating us. That ain't right. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, and this is almost like hearing that, like, just a couple of months after you split with your ex, they like fixed the big problem that was the reason you split up. And you're like, you've moved on. You're with someone else now. So it's like, how am I supposed to feel about that? I don't, you know, no one's, that's, it's really bizarre. Like he, there's no right or wrong way for him to feel about that, I think is the thing, but it is still a question. I'm very curious to hear his answer. To. I agree. I think however he feels is completely justified. It's just, you know, I don't really know what, what those feelings are. So yeah, we'll find out soon. All right, Katie, Babe Ruth or Nolan Arnato, which trade is worse? <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's going back to Babe Ruth. That's sad. That is Ooh. really sad that we have to go all the way back. Um, is that really how how we're going to view this trade? Like yes. that's that's not that's not not a good look for the Rockies. Oh gosh, you guys, I really am trying hard not to rub it in. I know this is a Rockies podcast. I'm not like coming on here to be like, yeah, the Cardinals are having so much fun, right? It's like you know when you start dating someone else again and you post it all over your social media and you're like, oh, I hope my ex doesn't see. Uh, <laughs> but like obviously you do. So um, it's I don't okay. know. We I think here in Colorado, it's our favorite. You love yeah. pain. Just <laughs> yeah. live, live in the pain. Yes. Uh, all right, let me let me get a couple of ad reads in here. Having too much fun, don't want to forget about stuff. Don't want to forget our friends over at uh, Hassle Cattle Company. Makes up like thirty percent of my diet these days. Check them out: h a w s e l l cattlecompany.com. The Wagyu beef could change your life. It's absolutely delicious. It's not that expensive. In fact, some of it's cheaper if you take advantage of the deals than just buying regular beef at the grocery store. And the best news is no hormones, no antibiotics. They're treating the cattle well. They're treating your wallet well, and they're treating your taste buds well. It's a win-win-win situation at Hassle Cattle Company. Check them out for that Wagyu beef at HassleCattleCompany.com and use promo code DNVR10 to get 10% off. And don't forget that if you order over 200 bucks, you get free shipping. And of course, you know that this is just one of the many deals that come along with being a member of the DNVR.com. You got to sign up for that annual subscription today. When you do, you get access to all of the written content that we have covering the Colorado Rockies, Denver Broncos, uh, Denver Nuggets, Colorado Avalanche, a couple of hockey teams, golf stuff, rugby, all that stuff comes with it. Plus, you get the discounts on the hats, the shirts, the masks, the bigger beer when you come down to the DNVR bar. You get access to our Discord channel where you can hang out and chat with us about baseball or movies or TV, whatever you want, 24-7. And right now, we'll hook you up with a free shirt from the DNVR locker and a free holistic stick from our friends at Holistic Wellness. Check them out, H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K, wellness.com, and use promo code DNVR30 to get 30% off. But become a member of the family. It's uh, it's worth it. I promise you. That's a lot of stuff for one year-long subscription. All right. So back out there uh, on the field. Well, let, let's actually Guys, get to this. Let's. I'm so sorry. Oh, is it going right now? Um, two thirty p.m. Central. It is two twenty-five. I knew this was going to happen. Um, All right. So I sadly have to head out so we can find out what we just talked about. How Nolan feels about about this whole situation. Um, I wish we could talk longer. It depends on 
how long this will go, but I assume it will go long. It will um, go for a little if it while. ends up not going long, go free to jump back on and tell us what happened. We're dying to. I, I, I will. I will come right back in with a, a live <laughs> report if I can. Um, I'm so sad. I knew. I'm so sad this is going to happen. I, I thought for sure we'd be able to to do the whole thing. Um, but thank you guys both for having me. I hate to like dine and dash. Is what I feel like I'm doing here. Um, oh no, you you've given us so much time. We really appreciate it. We'll have you back on for some of the games and stuff we were gonna oh, play. Yeah. And uh and 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 like Max said, if we're if we're still live when it's over, hop back I'll on. check back in. I'll shoot yeah. you guys a text. Um <laughs> All right, yeah. Cool. Have a great rest of your show, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Um and we'll we'll keep I'll keep you posted. Thanks, Thank Katie. You. Okay, bye. <laughs> Take care. Hey, hey that's that's part of this job. If if I had a dime for every time the Rockies announced big news or announced that a press conference was going to happen right while I was in the middle of doing something, uh, for all four big things that have happened this year, I was it, it couldn't have been worse timing for the Nolan trade. I mean, that was the worst one of all. That I was, was literally out at a bar when he got yeah. traded. I, w- I was like, what? <laughs> I had. Uh, yeah, I, I'd been not feeling well that day. Those who remember, I, I was not on the podcast. Patrick did the podcast that day by himself. Very rare for me. We had a guest that day. Actually, Kristen was on, so they were great. Just wasn't feeling well. Uh, I was like half asleep. I'm sitting there on the couch, and then boom, no one's been traded. I'm like, yeah. Well, I can't not go live, you know. <laughs> yeah, and too with the age of COVID, like everything just happens. Like there used to be such a regimented schedule to baseball. Like you knew when to get to the ballpark for availability before right. the game, like after the game. And now it's just all crazy because of COVID, and things are last minute because everything's on Zoom. So people are just available whenever, and they expect you to be available whenever. So unfortunately, COVID has a. Uh, Made yeah. things a little bit difficult in terms of figuring out timing, but duty calls. Yeah, 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 that's unfortunate. But we appreciate her time. Again, everyone, make sure you're following her on Twitter. I believe it's at Katie J. Woo, right? Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, all of her work at The Athletic, she's absolutely fantastic. We'll have to get her back uh, to chat about some of these things. There's actually a couple. So this is what we were going to do. And I'll just talk about this stuff with you now, Mac. Uh, we're we're going to look around the I'm league a little part. bit about some of the things. I guess I'll just talk to you or whatever. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but uh, we're going to go around the league, some of the weird and interesting things that have happened recently, uh, starting with this one here the other day. More Angel Hernandez shenanigans. Uh, don't know if you saw this, so this is going to be a new segment. We'll get our, our graphics team on it uh, soon. But did you see is what we're going to call this. Did you see Angel Hernandez screw up the call twice where apparently he had called that there was a There's some back and forth about whether or not he called a catch here, but uh, on a ball in the air that was not caught in this Royals Cleveland game, making everybody mad, sending the guy to third base when he just got caught in between. Uh, <laughs> Terry Francona out there screaming in his face, then Matheny out there screaming in his face, Angel Hernandez making everybody mad. It's just like status quo at this point. I'm sorry, like it's time for you to retire, Angel. Like, yeah. thank you for your very long service in Major League Baseball that has seemed to go on longer than it should. But please, please, for the love of God, let this be your last season and retire with your head semi held a little high <laughs> it's just egregious was like, that like it highly criticized you're you're really yeah. working on the soft language today i appreciate I know. it i'm trying to be 
nicer after I, like I preferably danced on Breidich's grave after he stepped down. So right. I'm working on being kinder, okay, everybody? When the, when the karma points back, I like that. But, but um, yeah, it's yeah. time for him to retire. That was egregious. That was yeah. just, I mean, I I mean, I would say that I was shocked, but I'm not because it's it seems to me that he has these horrible calls a few times a season now and this just happens to be the latest one that made headlines because of how horrible it was right and it's you know the i obviously i complain about umpiring a lot you all may have noticed but there's also a difference between you know missing some calls having a loose zone messing up a bang bang play and then going to the review doing all the things and stuff like this which is when you're like inserting yourself into a play that didn't need you there at all he would have done a better job if he'd done nothing literally nothing <laughs> if he just stood there with his hands in his pockets it's like the next day he called out somebody a royals hitter i wish i could remember who on a check swing and the guy just stood there and stared at, and again it was like it was such a minor he didn't go at all it's like angel you're doing too much yeah you don't have to involve yourself every time you've got enough chance to bang, ring him up it's like dude no don't yeah. involve yourself doing way too much is the best way to put it like the game is not about you. Um, you're there to help the game go smoothly. And when your calls are doing the opposite of what your job is designed to do, it's time for you to find a different job. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, someone who did find a different job recently, well, at least he's doing his same job in a different place, moved around a little bit. We know, of course, spent many I was going to say great years, but uh, memorable years. We love, we love Tony Walters. We just do. And you can't stop us. Uh, went to Pittsburgh for a minute, ended up in Chicago. But Mac, did you see? <laughs> uh, you do. My dude, he would have been, if we had done the dude draft a few years ago, Walters would have oh. been my perennial, like third or fourth round pick oh. in the dude draft, but thrown out, you know, just your standard catcher trying to steal home. <laughs> getting thrown up also he was called safe uh originally they had to go back to to replay and be like yeah no yeah um that wasn't great i love it i think it's ironic and i think that's why i like it because like there was a whole thing about don't dash on the stash right like this is this is right <laughs> and so then he dashed with the stash and he got caught so <laughs> <laughs> that's so fantastic that's exactly what happened that's right. i love the irony of that situation that picture hanging in the louvre it is hilarious um yeah i mean come on tony what are you doing you're a catcher <laughs> right right what exactly did you think you were trying to prove there uh one thing that we haven't really talked about don't have a picture for this one but did you see john means with baltimore orioles and a no-hitter not quite the yes. perfecto. Oh, brutal that that one got him. From a perfect game, man. That one's got to hurt a little. I mean, obviously throwing a no-hitter for the first time in a single, I'm sorry, a single no-hitter. They had a combined no-no. Um, right. But a single player no-hitter for the first time in 59 years is awesome to see. I love that for the Orioles. The Orioles have had a full <laughs> rough stretch of years. Um, so it's great to see. You know, history in the, obviously being made. John Means, so happy for that guy. Obviously, you know, a third strike wild pitch is a tough one to swallow, but a no-hitter is a no-hitter. Congrats, kid. You did the thing. Yeah, it's been a, a, a tough couple of decades for the uh, <laughs> Baltimore Orioles, but you're right. He cool. did the thing. Super cool. 
uh, to see that come through and, and work out well for them. Okay, I can't, this isn't uploading. So what I'm gonna do here is just share my screen on this one for a minute and it's not the clearest picture. But this this happened a little bit ago. It was definitely something we've been meaning to talk about. But oddly enough, the Rockies keep making news by like changing things around and you know, hiring a new GM, doing that kind of stuff. But did you see Fernando Tatis Jr. hitting a home run off of Trevor Bauer and then covering up the eyeball, mocking him? I did. I loved it. I Fernando Tatis Jr. is my hero. Um, I'm obsessed with this man, just like, um, oh God, who was it? Um, why am I blinking on his name? Um, the pitcher, the Dodgers pitcher that went like, mm, when you struck out that Astros guy last. Oh, season. Joe Kelly. You're thinking Joe, Joe Kelly. Kelly. Oh yeah. I, I just blinked on his name. Hello. Brain fart. Um, Joe Kelly was my She's hero. My last thing. Season. Um, Fernando Tatis Jr. is my hero this season. So for people who don't know, Trevor Bauer had this thing in spring training where he would close one eye and throw a ball and try to strike guys out with one eye closed. Um, and so Fernando, knowing that he did that, when he hit a home run off of him, he closed one eye and ran around the bases, which epic. I mean, come on. That is hilarious. Yes. And then Trevor Bauer also does the K strut where he does like the um, right. when he strikes someone out and he did that Fernando Tatis Jr. did that too after he hit another home run off of him yeah um, I love that that's what I want to see when I wa watch a baseball game I love these young kids who have tons of spunk tons of attitude who are really really good players and they're they know that they're good players and so when they do something awesome they have every right to do stuff like that I'm not like I'm a traditionalist at heart but when you bring in stuff like that, that just make the game more fun and make the game more exciting, I think that's where baseball needs to go. And Trevor even said that in his press conference, you know, yeah. the reporter asked him about it. Like, how did you feel about, you know, Tatis pimping those home runs off of you? And he's like, I love it. That's where, you know, that's where, uh, that's where the game of baseball needs to go. Um, <laughs> thank you. Yes, I know. I don't know who the three string scene is, but um, I loved it. It was awesome to see. I want to see more of it, honestly. You know, hitting a home run in baseball is one of the hardest things to do, especially right. against the Cy Young pitcher who, you know, is having a great year. So keep doing it, Fernando Tatis Jr. It's the same thing like um, when he hit that grand slam um, when they were up like 11 runs. Um, that was last season. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And someone got mad at him for hitting a grand slam. His own manager. Up. Yeah. Get over it. Like you're, you're, you're a major league baseball team. You're the best of the best. Like either learn how to be good or suck it when you get like taken advantage of because you're sucking on the mound. Like I, I love that type of stuff. I want to see more of it. Bat flips, pimp those home runs, even pitchers. Like if a pitcher gets a big strikeout, like walk off that mound, like you own it. Like I love all that stuff, but I guess I'm in the minority sometimes. <laughs> it, you know, it, it's interesting. There's definitely a generational thing here, especially in baseball. And I was one of those people that was raised, you know, act like you've been there before. Don't show up your opponent. Have some respect, you know, put your head down and run the bases. There's no reason for all that. And I, I was sort of raised that way. And I respect anyone who goes about their business that way. But I, I've been, especially in football, you know, I, I really am a convert on, on this. I remember thinking the same thing, like you just said about how hard it is to hit a home run. I used to think it was so stupid when guys would sack the quarterback and then do a silly little dance. And but now that I realize like how you're essentially trying to sack the quarterback on every single play and you might get there, 
eight times a year if you're really good. You know, and it's just like, yeah, how many times do you step into the batter's box, swing and miss? Hitting is so frustrating. It's so difficult to do. You can do 10 out of 10 things right and hit the ball 115 miles an hour, and it might go right at the shortstop or right to the left fielder or whatever. And it's just like... Ah, so when you get it and, and it goes out and, I, and I'm with you there, there's just that. And, and I'm glad you pointed to Trevor Bauer, you know, you, you've got to give him the credit for coming out the next day and saying, yeah, he should be really, he got me, he got me. I got to take it. If I'm going to hash it out, I got to be able to take it. And so, yeah. yeah. Well, I think too, it was the right pitcher to do that against because that's <laughs> kind of Trevor Bauer's brand, right? Yeah. Like he's known for being very eccentric, very outspoken, doing things that kind of go against the status quo, always calling out Manfred you know, always speaking up in, in times where, you know, players don't usually speak up, especially right. when that whole Astros debacle went down. So, you know, I think if there's a pitcher to do it against Trevor Bauer yeah. is a great one, because that's what he's built his brand off of. Like we all know that that's the type of person Trevor is. So it's, it, I think it would have been worse if he got upset about it because you can't dish it out and then totally. not it. like right. that. Just looks, that's a bad look for you. So for, I think he, even if he was upset about it on the inside, he couldn't say that because like, that's what his brand is. I don't knows. really think that's how he felt. I think he was all for it. Like I really yeah. do um, because, you know, with his whole company, his digital media company momentum and everything that he's doing for the game, he really is trying to make the game more fun, appeal to a younger audience, get more people excited about baseball. Um, and so you just love to see that kind of stuff. I'm glad it happened and I'm glad he was a good sport about it. And Fernando Tatis Jr., you are my hero. Thank you for, for, for providing that iconic moment. <laughs> right. And right. And, and as you said, it doesn't even happen. Like Fernando Tatis Jr. is not doing that if he hit if he takes Ryan Castellani. No. Yard, right. Like that's no. it was specifically he knew what he knew who was on the mound yep. and he knew what he was going to do if he took him deep. I promise you, Fernando Tatis Jr. went to the plate knowing what he was going to do. Yeah. Love it. I love yeah. it, man. The, you're right. The game so needs excited. that energy. Yeah. And I'm just so excited for every Padres Dodgers series for the rest of the year. I, you couldn't before this year, you couldn't have paid me to watch a Dodgers game, but now when they're playing the Padres, I'm going to be watching every single game. Like it's the last game on earth because that was right. an electric series. Well, if you need a perfect companion for watching a little Dodgers Padres or whatever the Rockies are doing, you may need it for this upcoming series with the cards. I'll tell you what, our friends down at Solace Meds, they're absolutely fantastic. A premier dispensary for you guys. Smoking hot deals, get it, uh, for just the best herb in the world. Four convenient Colorado locations and one in Fort Collins. Got one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, just blocks from East Colfax at the DNVR bar. Uh, so if you're down there at the DNVR bar, just head up. It's a couple of blocks uh, drive up Colfax. Really fantastic stuff. They've got bargain deals this month. Uh, we're past Cinco de Mayo. So Mother's Day, you can buy three, get one free for the entire store. Memorial Day, buy three, get one free for the entire store. Uh, 20% off all Glacier Concentrates. They got some fantastic stuff. 20% off CBN gummies. Uh, and all of these deals you can take advantage of and get an additional 20% off your entire purchase when you use code DNVR20 at checkout. Solace Meds makes your cannabis shopping experience a delight. Head to their website, view their order or their menu order online, pick up at your convenience. Again, it's Solace Meds, S-O-L-A-C-E, meds.com. And do not forget to use that promo code DNVR20 to save 20% at checkout. 
Uh, let's see. Do we have any other did you sees around? The, there, were, there were a few other ones, but those were ones that we had seen. I wanted to get her take on the home run that wasn't in Bellinger on and Turner on the opening day for the Rockies. So if we can get her back on for that, uh, that'll be a fun little did you see. Um, but well, let's go ahead and talk about our thoughts on the, the flip side of this from the Rockies perspective. Uh, Michaela, Austin Gomber does get out there uh, tonight. You know, obviously he's going to be feeling all kinds of nerves as well. You, you hope, you know, just that, just get through that first inning kid, just get through that first inning. And I think you could have a, a decent night as uh, your dude on, on your dude team. <sighs> Excited, yeah. nervous, um, hope that he's going to show up big for the moment or, 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 or where you on the scale. Yeah. I mean, I I'm nervous. I'm nervous for Austin. I mean, this is a huge moment for this kid. I, I mean, obviously he needs a, not only a, a good performance tonight, just from, you know, all the stakes that are, are surrounding this game, his first game back to, to Bush. Um, you know, he's the central piece that we traded for that we got in the trade. And also he didn't have that great of a performance last time out there. So this is also important for like a, a bounce back type of, uh, uh, storyline right like you want to see him right. kind of have do better than last time last time wasn't great we got to shake that one off but you know I'm hoping maybe the familiarity of Bush Stadium um, will make him feel <laughs> a little bit more comfortable right. I mean you know obviously Cardinals fans are Cardinals fans <laughs> <laughs> they, they sure are <laughs> politically correct here um so no i'm nervous for the kid i i think there's a lot riding on this game and i think he's a, aware of all of that's riding on this game you know if he doesn't do well you know he knows the narrative is going to be we the cardinals fans are gonna be like, we won the trade like ha 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 like you're not doing very well like thanks for nolan have a good day so i'm, yeah. I'm nervous for him i think he kind of is aware of the the narrative and the storyline coming into tonight's game but i'm hoping you know <laughs> i if the if the Rockies win this game, mm -hmm. I'm gonna freak out because <laughs> if they don't win the rest, like if they don't win the series, I don't care. I just want them to win this game. This because one. This game is the game that is like a storybook marquee. Like like it's gonna be a big game because Austin Gomber's on the mound, and this is the first game that Nolan is playing against the Rockies as a Cardinal. So I mean it's baseball. Like, of course, this is the storyline that we we get obviously. Um, yeah. But I mean, how epic would it be? Like, like Joe said, how epic would it be if, you know, Austin gets up there and strikes out Nolan and, Oh, I just, uh, I'm nervous for him, but I'm also just nervous in general. So I, that moment's going to be so when he steps in against Gomer, everyone's just, you're going to feel the energy. It's just yeah. going to be like, and, and like Katie said earlier, the only way it could be, even more intense as if this game was happening in Denver. Uh, you know, I, I wonder, I hope that will lead to a little bit calmer nerves right. from Austin. And, and in an odd enough way, I almost hope that the fact that the team's been so bad and they're just out of it and they're not like, he's competing for himself out there today. It's right. like you talked about, like he, he doesn't want the narrative to be, Oh my God, look at this trash they got for Nolan. Like yeah. he's, he's been aware of that from the beginning. He talked about that in his first interview in spring training with Drew Goodman and, and Ryan Spielberg's Corey Sullivan. Like he understands that, you know, that some people are going to think of him that way. So it's like, if he goes out there and throws six innings, one earned run does get a K on Nolan. 
you know, looks calm and cool and collected and in command and the Rockies pull off the win. You're right. That would be the most delicious, tasty, hilarious irony. You don't care if they lose the next two games, 15 to nothing. Nope. Because <laughs> that would be, I'm with you. Like, I want this one. I want this one tonight. <laughs> yeah. I, just this one, please. Just this one. And two, like, I kind of have this like weird protective thing of Austin, not only because he's on my dude team, but because like, this is where we are now. Like, this is our reality. Like Austin is supposed to be a big piece in the future for the Rockies in their rotation. And so he's our guy now. Like we, we've, we've right. processed, we've moved on, you know, obviously Nolan isn't a Rocky anymore, but Austin Gomber is. So just from that pure standpoint alone, the fact that he's got the purple and black on, I just want him to do so good. And I'm going to be cheering for him no matter what. I hope he can strike Nolan out twice. Um, at least at least just have like a good starting performance. And then if the bullpen takes over and they do what the bullpen has done all season long, I don't care. It's fine. Like <laughs> Right. Right. You just want the Rockies to have the lead whenever Austin Gomber leaves the hill after yep. a solid start. That is... Yeah, that would be be really nice, I think, yeah. for everyone involved. And so, Absolutely. and and you know, it's even interesting too from the other, you know, the other pitcher on the mound, um, Flaherty and and Gomber came up through the system together. And you know, um, I, I'm looking at their stat lines right now, and obviously Flaherty has the edge on Gomber, but um, in terms of they're pretty close, you know, in terms of whip and strikeouts. Obviously, there's a little bit of an ERA difference there. You could probably. Uh, thank the last game Austin pitched for that. But <laughs> I think he doubled his ERA in the last game he pitched. So yeah. I'm like that one off and say they're basically the same. Right, right, right. So if I mean honestly though, if you take that last game out of the equation, yeah. you know they're they're pretty close. They're pretty evenly matched. Um, you know uh, Austin has a few more losses. Um, Jack hasn't lost any, but a lot of those uh, losses, unfortunately, there were a lot of other contributing factors to the to those reasons. The reasons that he got the loss for those games. But if you take out the last performance, you know, I'm not trying to sit here and sell you the fact that I'm trying to convince you that Austin's a better pitcher than Jack, but um, you know, it's not like it's a, it's not like it's a, an, uh, what, like a dead giveaway. Like it's not yeah, like total I'm convinced. mismatch or something. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And as somebody who remembered Jack Flaherty's on my superstar team, I took yeah. him at the beginning of the year because I thought he was good. And he's racking up those W's. I think he's like five and O or something like that. But the ERA isn't, you know, Jacob deGrom zero five stuff. It's like you said, it's there, you know, in the threes, you can, you can score some runs off of this guy. It's where Gomber had been sitting until he got blown up in his last outing in the threes. And so you just go, okay, let, let's see who's got the better stuff tonight and which one of the offenses can lock in a little bit earlier. Obviously, the Rockies, after taking some some games against the Giants, are feeling a little better about themselves. We'll see if Charlie Blackman has really broken out of his slump or not. That'll be a huge factor. Um, you know, Obviously, I'm always looking for Ryan Maltapia to put his fingerprints all over a series. The last two sets, he's been just – he's getting like seven or eight – hits a series and now he's starting to make impacts on defense and stuff like this should be a really fun series yeah i mean it, i mean i think it is like obviously you know katie kind of mentioned it the cardinals um have been just kind of average so far this season they're nine and eight on their home turf and uh fun fact st louis is slugging 398 this season and colorado is slugging 412 Wow. So we got them there and Trevor story leads the team with a 527 slugging percentage. Nolan Arnado's slugging percentage is 488. So hey, 
Hey. Hey. Oh, no. Um, yeah. no, Nolan has 15 extra base hits and five home runs. And guess who also has 15 extra base hits and four home runs? Trevor Story. So. And Ryan McMahon's been better than all of them in that category. So. Exactly. So yeah. it's not like, you know, we're going into this where like the Cardinals are way up here and the Rockies are way down here. Like it's a. Right. And and remember now the last couple of series, the Rockies have hit two really hot teams. The Diamondbacks had been playing really well going into that set and the Rockies only able to get one out of four. The Giants were the hottest team in baseball, first place in the National League, and it just destroyed them in the first game of a doubleheader. And then Rockies come back, win that set. Uh, so, you know, the Cardinals, meanwhile, they've kind of been, you know, they're like I said, they, they've been struggling along. They've, they've been I think kind of profoundly mediocre so far this season. And they're the Cardinals. They'll hit their stride at some point. These veterans, especially veteran guys who are really smart, those types of teams tend to start separating themselves in the middle of seasons when other guys are tired and they're letting mental mistakes get the better of them. A team that's got Yadier Molina and Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado and Adam Wainwright on it's just going to make fewer. Yeah. You just keep kind of kind of going, right? There's like Dylan Carlson, a bunch of old guys on that team, but they're all still good, right? And and yeah. so like, I think they'll separate themselves, but not playing the best of baseball right now. So maybe you can get in there and take advantage. Yeah, I mean, I think it's totally possible. Um, I like I said, I don't really care if they win the series. I just want tonight. Just give us tonight, baseball gods, please. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. Uh, one thing that we know we're going to be doing tonight is hanging out on our DraftKings Sportsbook app, placing bets, looking at all kinds of stuff. Remember, you can do it before the game, whether you're picking winners or maybe the over-under on how many runs are going to be scored. You might be picking strikeouts for starting pitchers. That's usually fun, though Michaela and I are getting dangerously close to never, ever, ever betting on Rockies pitching ever again. Not because they can't be good and they aren't sometimes. It's just a fact of the universe that whenever Mac or I put down a unit on one of these guys to take the over on the Ks, they, if it's 5.5 and we take the over, five strikeouts that day. Yep. Uh, but you can go at bat to at bat. Sometimes that's a lot more fun. Uh, whatever you're doing, you can bet in the other sports. Uh, it's just the absolute best place to be on that DraftKings Sportsbook app. It makes watching sports more fun. And sometimes it even fattens up your wallet just a little bit. I think you can still get in on this deal. You've still got time uh, right now on the new one. If you download and you use the prod, the prod? Prode is not a word. Promo code. I think it should be. I'm putting them together from now on. Use the prode DNVR to get $1 off or $1 off to get $1 and turn it into $55 on this weekend's main event. That's right. You just pick the winner for this weekend's main event and DraftKings Sportsbook will turn $1 into $55 for you. Must be 21 or over. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Zero, zero. Frozen, unfroze? Yep. <laughs> Defroze? De Fantastic. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Uh, any? Are there any? I was just bringing it up. I was going to see if they had anything for tonight, if there was anything that we liked on the well, DraftKings. Um, as much as we're out here saying we want this one, I am definitely, this thing could go south in 10 minutes. So I'm not, I'm not putting down the Rockies for the W tonight. Uh, 
Though, if you take them on the run line, you can get plus 185 for them to win by a run and a half. Let's see if they've got uh, Austin Gomber strikeouts at 5.5. Again, we're not taking that bet and we're not advising anyone to do it, but that's actually pretty interesting that, that DraftKings has them having a solid evening. Jack Flaherty only at 6.5, so they don't see him dominating the Rockies mm-hmm. offense. Yeah, good bo- good odds on both of them, or for the unders at least. Yeah. Um, oh man, some some interesting one. Pretty solid plus five twenty for Ryan McMahon to hit a home run, and I feel like he's about due for one, so that could be interesting. It is, yes. Um, I'm trying to think too. Um, Charlie Blackman's a plus five thirty, so right there with Rymac. Yeah. Um, CJ Cron plus four thirty. Um. I think Nolan might have the best, yeah. best odds at plus 380, but that's fine. We're just going to ignore that. <laughs> they feel like he's going deep for sure. Hey, if you think Nolan's showing up for the moment big and you want to take that, go right on ahead. Please don't. Don't put in the <laughs> We're going to ignore it. We're just going to. Do, do we have the opposite it? power? Like when we bet on Rocky's pitching, if we bet on Nolan to hit the home run, will that Ooh, make sure that he doesn't? We should test that theory. Emotional hedge. We can curse them. Because he's first, <laughs> right? Hockey's pitching, so can you get maybe anything can... on hits? Not, not really. Um, how Ugh. do you feel about the total run line being set at seven and a half? Yeah, that seemed kind of low to me. Um, because again, as we talked about, you know, well, and again, I, I think it, it could very easily turn into a quality pitching matchup for both these guys. But I still don't see Flaherty like totally dominating the Rockies. So both bullpens are going to get involved. There's a chance Gomber does show up and look folks and it's just the moment gets to him or he doesn't have the stuff and he's a young pitcher and he gives up the runs so actually I, I kind of like the over on seven and a half and it looks like it looks like yeah that's the better bet at plus 100 are you thinking we're gonna get like a one a lopsided one-sided dominant game in terms of offense are we looking at a pitcher's match tonight like what i wish i could place this bet in the second inning because here's here's what i think i think if austin can get through the first we're gonna have a very competitive close game between these two teams and you know both starters will go five five or six innings we'll have a four three or a five three ball game at the end of it you know so that would you know goes against what i was just saying about taking the over on the runs but um once the bullpen but yeah like i said i've just got that 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 first inning man that's that's what worries me or even the first two like getting settled and we've seen him have that issue uh in both of his bad outings for gomber this year his first start at coors field and as michaela mentioned the last time he went out there on the mound it was basically from pitch one he didn't have it and if that happens to him tonight this veteran lineup of dudes is, is going to make them pay for it. And, and so I worry about that, but if I could, yeah, if I could place the bet, if Gomber has a solid first inning, I'm like, okay, we'll be in for a good, good ball. Game. Yeah. Good ball. I definitely agree. I think the first, uh, the first inning is going to be very indicative of how the rest of the ball game is going to go. Um, aside from the higher chance that the bullpen is going to blow it, if they still have a lead going into the later innings, but right. Oh boy, I'm oh boy. nervous. I I don't think I've ever been. Uh, I don't think I've ever been this nervous about a baseball game. I'm trying to. Think. This one's okay. Yeah, I was I was trying to think to the last time. I remember being really nervous for the major league debuts of Eddie Butler and John Gray. Okay. Um, because I'd followed those guys so closely, 
throughout the minors. In fact, did I have I thrown up that picture on? It's been a little while. My Facebook backdrop. I don't think it's there anymore. But for a very long time, it was a picture of me hanging out with John Gray and Eddie Butler at spring training when they were like in high A or something. Um. So yeah, I mean, you, you have those moments, and I, I think especially for young guys, and this is a, this is a good one for to be anxious for Gomber about. Yeah, yeah about his nervous. Tummy kind of hurts a little. Yeah, right, right. That's just those being, debuts. Being what what about yeah? Have there been any like like debuts of guys that because you were following the minors there for a while? So it was like in Arizona, were there any of those guys that yeah, came up and you like? I'm trying to think. I really honestly think the only game. I was really nervous for, but this was just for a personal reason, was when the Yankees were in town in 2019 because I used to run ball strikes and outs for the Jumbotron. So I was recording like ball strikes, outs, like all that stuff. And uh, CeCe Sabathia was on the hill and he recorded his 3000 strikeout that night. And I knew before the game that this was going to be a bit, this could be a big game for CeCe. Um, and I was technically the person that recorded that 3000 strikeout when I uh, punched that out on the ball strikes and out machine. So wow. I think I was just nervous because I was like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> this is crazy. Part like, of I history just, right now. Yeah. Yeah. The historical part of it was just uh, <laughs> weighing down on me. But I mean, I think, too, I was nervous for um, Luke Weaver and Carson Kelly when they came over from the Cardinals trade because the, the Diamondbacks traded Goldsmith, Goldschmidt to the Cardinals. Um, and that was a highly criticized move from Diamondbacks fans as well. Um, and so I was nervous for, you know, Carson and Luke to uh, kind of do what Austin's about to do tonight. You know, I just I was hoping that they could put up a, a commendable performance uh, for their debuts. And uh, kind of that's kind of how I'm feeling for Austin tonight. Yeah, it's definitely one of those more you just don't want them to just don't kick it into the gutter. Right. That's, yeah. all, that's all you don't want. Don't flame out, please. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Patrick with a, with an interesting question from us, not able to join us for this one, but, uh, asking best scenario today, obviously Gomber dominates Nolan goes over or do, do Rockies fans want to see Nolan do something good and, and still come away with the win or is it no, nothing two errors at third base. Yeah. Whole, she's going the whole thing. Two, two errors at third base and a golden sombrero will do it for me. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I'm petty. I'm the petty queen. I love to be petty. So, you know, I'm, I'm just jaded, but yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm the same as Bryce. I'm just nervous. Like uh, I care so much about the Rockies and I just want them to, you know, go out there and shut Cardinals fans up, whatever that takes. Um, Right. There's that other element too, of even outside of Austin Gomber, just from a Rockies fan perspective. And we've talked about this a lot on this show, obviously, but as you just get sick and tired of being the butt of every joke of being the team that doesn't count of being the team that's different than everybody else that everybody else looks down on and, and all this other stuff. And so when you're, um, yeah, and, I, and I'm with, yeah, Patrick, you could add that in as well. Rymac having a great game, I think, would also be a, a little bit of a thumb in the eye to him if you want to say, you know what? Oh, I don't know. Have they, have they, I'm not sure they've posted the lineup yet, actually. Um, um that'll be, yeah, nice yeah, Fuente's doing well. Or like Fuente's, it's like Nolan strikes out three times, and the one time he puts the ball in play, gets robbed by Josh Fuentes. <laughs> That, that that's the only know. time I don't want a golden sombrero. If I can't right. get that, then I want Josh Fuentes to be the reason that Nolan gets out. 
Right. Exactly right. Just but all yeah. the funny situations that you could possibly imagine. I want to see all of it. All of it. <laughs> all of it. Uh, because, yeah, it, it is ultimately like you want to show them like, hey, we got we got a Ryan McMahon. And yeah, he's not Nolan Arenado, but he's having a better season right now for a minute. And he's great. And he's a great young ball player that we get to be fun and excited about, too. And if you if you get to, you know, you almost feel like you're showing off again, to, to not to, going back to that old relationship analogy. But it's almost like, yeah, you're going to be in a place now where your ex is with their new partner and you're going to be with your new partner and you know you're, you're just like just want this to be a good showing don't want to show up and everyone be like oh man dating the guy who covers the rockies oh man <laughs> the rockies guy yes oh katie Wu uh is done in the press conference she might be joining us okay um, we'll see if we can get her back in for a little yeah one live uh, reaction at the end of that. Let me do one last ad read here then. Let you all know about getting manscaped. Look, fellas, it's 2021. There's no excuses anymore. You don't want to be the last one still going full 70s bush out there. No, no need for that. It's time. It's well past time. Get cleaned up. Feel better. Smell better. Be better. Get manscaped. You can get 20% off plus free shipping when you use promo code DNVR at manscaped.com. Getting that lawnmower, trim it up, get some spritzer, some deodorant, smell it up. Hmm. Nope, leaving it. Get that most comfortable pair of boxers you've ever worn in your life. I can personally attribute to that. Go to manscaped.com. It is time to join the 21st century. It's well past time to get this done. Fellas, trust me, you don't want to be the last dude not manscaped. So head there today, use the promo code DNVR and get yourself 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Katie Wu is indeed on her way back. Fantastic. Oh boy, here comes the tea. Oh and- man. <laughs> Live and hot off the presses. <laughs> back. Hey, oh, how'd man. it go? <laughs> Honestly, there's there's a lot to unpack. I'm gonna have to listen like three or four times, but no ill will. It went exactly how you would imagine Nolan handling things. Um, you know, didn't have a comment on, on Bridich leaving. Just he found out. He said he found out a couple of days ago and was surprised, but really left it at that. But I think the biggest mic drop had nothing to do with the Rockies or the Cardinals. Really, um, I'll just read my tweet here. Um, he spoke to reporters about 15 minutes, um, both Colorado and St. Louis media. And after he finished talking, he asked if he could say one more thing. I'll, I'll just read it. He said, Albert Pujols, I love you, man. You're one of the greatest to ever play this game. I hope you get to go out the right way. I'm a huge fan. I hope you hear this one day because you're my favorite player. And that's how he ended the his his press conference. So it's a lot to unpack. A lot to unpack there. Well, how can we be mad at him now? I didn't want to hear anything positive. (laughs) (laughs) We were just so ready for the blood curdling. Clear, clear, clearly his note, you know, he was talking about how he still stays in contact with the the guys like Trevor Story out there. He mentioned his cousin, Josh, of course. Um, And, you know, he says he stays in contact. There's a lot of relationships he had with the trainers and and medical staff that he wants to, he still has good relationships with. And, you know, I I can't remember who asked this question. It was a wonderful question um, on his experience, if he would ever you know, deter someone from going to Colorado or their experience going through if they want to send a long-term extension there. And he said, you know, I would never say don't go to Colorado. Everyone has to make their decision for themselves and do what's right for them and their family. But I would never say, no, don't go there. That's just not right. So, you know, he very much made it clear that, yeah, sure, there's an emotional 
connection here, but not as much as everyone is trying to make. You know, it's not like he's playing in Denver. It's his old team, but he's in St. Louis and he just wants to go out there and win. He's like, I want these guys to be successful, just not this weekend. So <laughs> very, you know, it was very much what we would expect from, from Nolan and the way he handles things. So I just thought the Pujols note was interesting, of course, as no one seems to know where he's going to go. And who knows where that's going to be. Yeah, that is. That's a um, very class, very classy. And, I, and I'll even say I'll, I'll pull the curtain back a little bit. There was a conversation Michaela and I had right after a show at one point where she was just asking me for my most blunt because I covered Nolan for seven years and had very many one-on-one this before the pandemic when you could just walk up to a person and talk to them you know memories and right and you know was was there any of these things that you know he was always such a class act uh in in giving us his time and and in taking the time and and i i do disagree with some of the things that he said and i don't think that he handled things especially well on his way out of town here and i don't like the video stuff and all of that or whatever but human to human, I've always known that he cares about other people, that he treats other people with respect, that he treats other people well. And for him to go out of his way in a press conference for everyone just wants to hear about him and his old team and all this other stuff and say, you know, our pool is one of the greatest to ever play this game. And can we all just take a minute and recognize that? It's like, damn it, Nolan, why you got to be such a cool dude? <laughs> <sighs> Still. The curtain call stuff was nonsense, but yeah, no, that's, that's great to hear. Uh, wildly innocent, our guy coming in with uh, kind of what you were saying. He said he was guessed he was surprised. Didn't have a reaction. Not there anymore. What am I going to do about the yes. stuff? So it's kind of what we were talking about before you went in, right? What's he supposed to say? No, really. Well, you know, his, his time is over. He, he really stressed how much he, he loves playing for the Cardinals and, and the guys he plays behind again, you know, Yachty and Wainwright, when you play behind those guys and the status they have in, in baseball, but especially in St. Louis where they've spent, both of their absurdly long careers. Um, it's just a place where he wants to be. And I, I don't think that he necessarily has any ill will towards the fans again. Um, but he felt this was the best move that he had to make for him. And he seems to, you know, he said in spring training when he put the uniform on, that's when it kind of solidified it. And now, now that he's been there for over a month, it's more like, yeah, you know, this is a decision I made and I'm confident in it and I'm happy that I'm happy to be here. So, you know, sometimes it's about closing the book, right? It's easier, way easier said than done, of course. And I can't imagine anyone really closing the book on on a player like Nolan for for so many reasons, like you just said, Drew. Were you uh, the one who had to fall on the sword and ask the question about the Breitich news? Or I had my hand up. I had my hand up to do it, to do my my job. Um, <laughs> but a couple of reporters beat me to it. Uh, one was Patrick, I think. Um, I think, but you know, it was it was a good conversation. It was. It went exactly how you would imagine it going. Yeah. So just handled with, with a lot of class on, on both sides. I'm surprised. He said that he found out a couple days ago. Yeah, I think he, I think the direct quote was a few days ago. Uh, I don't know how, how loose the term few is. Okay. Um, so. Interesting. All right. Okay. I mean, he's, um, not, he's not on social media. So, you know, there it's not like yeah. he's uh, immersed in that, in that world as much as we are. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting to me. I I figured um, it just I guess from the I, an outsider ish perspective looking in, the blood between those two was so bad. Um, of course, I wasn't expecting him to go out there and slander Brightage. It's like beating a dead horse. He's not employed anymore. Like, what's the point? Um, but yeah, that's interesting. I'm I'm a little surprised by that. I don't know. Am I wrong to be surprised by that, Drew? <laughs> I thought he might say something to the yeah. effect of you know. I, and I'm not even quite sure what, but just like, 
because he was so blunt and and the the disrespectful comments. But in the year the year before, you know, he ended up getting traded, coming out and saying, "I feel disrespected over there," and then people asking him for clarification. Who do you mean? What do you mean? And okay, as Jeff, (laughs) you know, and so like, I I guess I'm not sure what I thought he he would do, but maybe say something like, yeah, you know, we never really got along him and I, but let's let bygones be bygones or something like I I still expected him to be nice about it, but maybe acknowledging the fact that that was an issue, but trying to be the bigger person. I get it. Um, Also, it's, not to overextend the relationship analogy or whatever, but it's always a little bit easier to do that when you're the person who's decided to move on, when you're the person who made the decision to go somewhere else and be somewhere else. Now people are like, man. Right before you hop back on, we were previewing tonight's game. What are your thoughts? You know, pitching duel, uh, a offensive blowout from the Cardinals. What are you, what are you thinking here? Well, the Cardinals always score a ton of runs whenever Jack Flaherty is on the mound. Uh, he's 5-0. and He leads the, leads the National League and wins. Uh, and this is a, a semi-streaky offense, definitely not as streaky as they were in April. Um, but if they start hitting home runs, they're not going to stop. So, And they always seem to do that when Flaherty is on the mound. So we'll see. I would imagine just the way that the sport goes, Nolan does something Nolan, very Nolan-ish. Um, and, you know, I do want to, I just remember this from, from the press conference. I do want to say he'd made it very a point to say that he was not miserable in 2020. You know, he's playing hurt, but he was like, you know, 2020 was hard for everybody for a lot of reasons. So he's like, I wasn't like not, not happy there, but he was playing hurt in a weird 60 game season that didn't even feel like a season really with all these rule changes and just pretty much ramping up. So I think he really did try to stress that there wasn't, you know, he's, no ill will and trying to be the bigger person. Um, now he's a competitor at the same time. And I, that competitive nature is going to be on display. And he, uh, you guys know, Nolan does, it doesn't matter who he's competing against. He's going to, he wants to win and he is going to show that. So I hope that doesn't get crossed up as some bad energy or ill will to his, his old organization. Although I'm sure if it does happen, that will be a, something talked about. Um, but really, I'm excited for this. The Cardinals are playing some really good baseball right now. Um, I know the Rockies just came back uh, through a big series with the Giants, who apparently are good this year. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, How are the Giants good? Who is on the roster that is making them good right now? <laughs> I, I guess, you know, the, the same guys, Buster Posey, Evan Longoria, who would have thought? Buster Posey <laughs> has found the fountain of youth, but I did not have Anthony DiSclafini down as an early Cy Young candidate and stuff. Or, you so know, they're in, the, I mean, they don't even Alex have like Yastrzemski, right? They don't have Yastrzemski yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the, with the Giants, but yeah, somehow the Rockies figured out a way to, to beat those guys. I'll, I'll give you this question for in the future. Cause I'm actually, I just want someone to ask him this and I'm not sure. Uh, Nolan was always a huge video guy and like video during the games guy. And last year in 2020, they didn't have that because um, all the, the pandemic stuff that was going on. And I always guess that in addition to the injury, one of the reasons why he had a year that was truly bizarre for those of us who've watched him play for so long. Um, I'd be very curious what he has to say about like getting back to a spot where they've got that. He's got that constant video review because he's such an intelligent cerebral hitter that I'd be willing to bet that's going to make a difference. And the deeper he gets into the season, the better he's going to be for it. So. That's a great point, man. This is why we got to keep talking. Why all yeah. the baseball people have to <laughs> keep uh, keep in contact because that's a fantastic idea and something I never would have considered. So you're probably onto something there, Drew. All, all right. right. Do you have a final prediction for the score tonight? Who do you think is going to take it? What do you think the final score is going to be? Seven four, St. Louis. Okay. 
Seven four St. Louis and someone Nolan will do something. I told I said last night on this Reddit thing that I did that he's probably gonna homer. I don't know if I, I'm gonna stick probably. with it. I know he'll definitely homer during this series. Uh, there's no way that doesn't happen. If it does happen tonight though, I mean, like I guess I'll know my game story, but you know, <laughs> um some someone will homer though, because just the trend is when Jack's on the mound, they can't not hit. It's quite absurd. Cause then everyone else pitches and everyone's like, Where's the runs? So, yeah. <laughs> It's interesting that you mentioned the run support that Flaherty has, though. I think uh, Flaherty has the run support that DeGrom wishes that he had. Um, but uh, I, They were actually talking right? in the outfield yesterday, and I was like, I wonder if they're talking about run support. <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be. What else? Are they? Like, I have both of those guys. Though? What can I tell them so that they can help me out? Like, Yeah, I was like, right? dude, what's your secret? What can I do? Uh, both those guys are on my my superstar team. Before the year, we we did a draft with ourselves, Patrick, another, and our, and our golf guy Spencer. And we each took five players throughout baseball, um, you know, based on who we thought we were going to get wins as pitchers, hit home runs, and then potentially win the big awards, awards, Cy Young, and MVP. I took Jacob Degrom with the first overall pick. Uh, I'm waiting for that Cy Young because those wins are not racking up for me. Uh, but Jack Flaherty doing the job on the wins for me. I appreciate he is getting that. the wins. He's getting the wins. He's getting the offense. So we'll see. I, I expect it to be, you know, it should by all means be a pitching duel, which means that it probably won't be. Um, just to, <laughs> right. That's what I've heard and what I've exactly. learned so far in this month in St. Louis. Every time I think something's going to happen, the exact opposite does. And you guys mm -hmm. got to see, right? I thought this press conference was going to be at four. Right. Uh, baseball. Um, we got to love it. <laughs> I did have one last thing. If you've got uh, just a minute to. Yeah give us some insight for any uh, Rockies fans or Cardinals fans, I guess, but who might be out in St. Louis for the first time out trying to enjoy this game. What are some can't miss? And we know you're, you're newer to the area as, as you mentioned earlier, but uh, just in, in your, you know, immediate reactions to what's there to, to go around. What are some can't miss St. Louis experiences or even in the, at the ballpark down at Bush stadium? I really like Ballpark Village. Uh, I joke all the time, I'm gonna take a day off just to go to Ballpark Village and embrace that element. Um, if you are into like baseball and, and party, like not necessarily party, but kind of party, um, like good fun nature and it's outdoors for those of you that are worried about too many people. Um, they have like- fans right now. Yeah. Outdoors. They have a DJ. Um, yep. Lots of fun. All their their restaurants, they have all the open windows because, um, you know, I'm still still like trying to, to be relatively safe and, and stay outdoors as much as possible. Um, but Ballpark Village is a really cool place, really good shops. The Cardinals Hall of Fame Museum is there, um, something very nerdy that I want to go to. Um, and then if you're into a more like low key vibe on the other side of the stadium under the freeway overpasses, it's a place called Patios. Seems to be like a really happening place to grab a drink I, before a game. I wouldn't know, obviously. Um, but there I see, I see a lot of people filing in um, or stumbling in from that side too. Um, so if you are are in the mood for beer, of course, you can grab a Budweiser or four or six uh, right outside. There's there's a lot to do there. A lot of good food. Um, a Starbucks. That's, I know the Starbucks area well. That's about all I know about Budweiser. <laughs> you, I would know too, Katie. You are yeah. speaking to a kindred soul over here. <laughs> yes. And then like there's a Hilton with a rooftop bar. You can always see into the park and everything. Um, there's some fun sites. You can see the arch. That's, that's very St. Louis. Um, but yeah, that I, I really, the downtown area is kind of sleepy. There's not really a lot going on, but by the stadium, it's really happening. It's a fun place. Yeah. I think ballpark village, I had the privilege of going to St. Louis two years ago. Ballpark village is incredible. I think, you know, that's something that our owner Dick Monfort is trying to build around course field now with his new development that's happening. Um, but if the Rockies can mimic something like that and also be 
good at the same time. <laughs> that would be incredible. It's the, you know. <laughs> Not just the balance. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, because Bell Park Village is insane. I mean, those, I mean, say what you want about St. Louis fans, but they really care about their team. Um, they do. The Cardinals and the Blues both. So um, it was cool to see that environment of, of fans that are just decked out in Cardinals gear and just showing up in every way possible. Um, but I hope, you know, <laughs> Dick Monfort and his, um, and his equivalent of uh, Ballpark Village out here in Colorado can kind of amount to something at some point whenever the Rockies can kind of get the on-field product together. You know, it'll all come together, you know, one one step at a time, right? There you go. There you go. It all lines up eventually. I lied. I've got one last one for you. Okay, let's did do, do so much Cardinals talk and, you know, it. I mean, it, it, unavoidable or whatever. But are there any Rockies players that you are looking forward to seeing, getting a closer look up here that, that you've got any kind of like, oh, yeah, but I've been hearing so-and-so has been having a good season or the last couple of years, and I really want to see that. Um, you know, honestly, and this sounds bad because I'm a baseball writer, I am surprised every time a team comes in and I see the lineup on the other side because it'll be like three players I didn't even know were on the team. And I'm like, oh my gosh, totally, totally forgot about that. Baseball is that kind of game. Every, right? every year a team rolls through and I'm like, who? Huh? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> wait, when? Um, I don't know if there's anyone in particular. I'm just kind of to see. I'm excited to see the the camaraderie between Nolan and his old teammates, um, and and the bonds there because those bonds they don't really break um, regardless of what happens with an organization. You know that organization has been with him since he was 18, and a lot of people have moved on. But there's some big big teammates there, and and a lot of his friends there, and I'm excited to see that that good nature. There's always that kind of emotional stuff that as baseball fans we get really excited about and worked up about. Um, I just the hope man it's, hug I hope between it's a good series. Nolan and Charlie is going to be epic. I'm just going yeah. to say that that, that that's going to be a phenomenal hug moment. That do you think that Bushadium will play Charlie Blackman's walk up song, even though he's a visitor? Because it's the best. I, I wish. Can you put in a word? Can you ask? Can you can you walk <laughs> on the put in a little note to yeah. like scoreboard operations? Hey, can you just do yeah. this for me real quick? Just, it would be. They really should. They they'd be fantastic. Will Cardinals fans give a big ovation to Austin Gomber, or is that even something they know? Or th- I mean, we talk about how smart they are. Are they, they going to recognize? I don't know. The, this team and their curtain calls, they give a lot. Matt Carpenter is like two for three with home runs and curtain call ratio. It's crazy. <laughs> we got Rockies fans because, you know, they, they lose going the other way. We got Rockies fans going. I think they give curtain calls in St. Louis for a ground out from, uh, you know, the second base that moves the runner from second to third. I think they give a, a curtain call. Hey, they, they like fundamental baseball. What can I say? I love productive outs. I shouldn't talk trash. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, Katie, this was a whole lot of fun. Of course, uh, we're a little bummed that you had to miss the middle segment of it. At the I same know. time, you got to bring us live news, hot off the presses, immediate reactions. So you guys can see how bad my memory is. I was struggling. Uh, <laughs> you killed that. No. That was fun, guys. I'm sorry you had to deal with my insane uh, press conference schedule. But, you know, for those of you watching now, you can see what it's really like to be a sports reporter. You can have everything planned out. It does not matter. You're in no control of your life in any way. So. <laughs> That's right. That's one thing that, that we figured out in the household is like, uh, can you do this or that chore? It's like, yeah, as soon as this inning is over, when's that right. going to be? Could be the next two minutes, could be a half hour from now. The Giants scored 10 runs in the first inning the other day. It took 27 minutes. Oh, God, can we not talk about That's that? That's actually really impressive. That's That is a good stat. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad about that. I think the Cardinals had an inning yesterday or two days ago when it took them 27 minutes just to get two outs. So, oh man, the walks that's one oh. thing that we can come together. That what's the the meme, the, the handshaking meme, yeah, the Rockies hand-shaking. pitchers, Cardinals, pitchers, oh, yeah, that. walking people. 
I hope we don't see that. Can we let's throw strikes this weekend? Let can strikes. everybody agree? Yeah. Strikes, strikes, please. This weekend. <laughs> Uh, you, you got to catch all of Katie's stuff on Twitter, follow her at Katie J. Wu, uh, read all the stuff on the athletic. You're doing absolutely fantastic work. Anything else, any projects you want to plug rock and roll, uh, anything you're working on? I'm, I'm such a bad plugger. Um, I will say, uh, and Michaela could obviously back me up. Obviously went to, to undergrad at Arizona state. Um, so fork them, go devils. And <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. And, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's my only plug is, is my, my favorite time of my life is Arizona state. Hell yeah. Fantastic. Forever. Uh, well, we really do appreciate. It. We'll have to have you back for one where where we do just play some games and we don't have to talk any drama or any controversy or anything like that. We can just have fun so and talk fun. some baseball. We'll have you back for sure later in the season. Uh, we really appreciate your time. Make sure you're following Katie, as I said, and following the Athletic. You're following all of us here on social media at Drew Creaseman, at Michaela E. Perkins, at Patrick B. Lyons, and at DNVR underscore Rockies. Make sure you're following the TikTok. Lots of fun content going on there these days. And that you're subscribing to the DNVR.com for all the things. I'm not going to list them again. Go back earlier in the podcast. You get a lot of stuff for subscribing to the DNVR.com, not the least of which is you just get to be a member of the family. We appreciate each and every single one of you for being absolutely awesome out there. We promise to continue being absolutely Michaela Perkins, Katie Wu, and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.